I'm Marnie Hughes, and this is Missing on News Nation. Each week, we focus on a missing person case from across the country, taking you behind the headlines. Every missing person matters, no matter their background or past, race or circumstances. They're missed by their family, their friends, their community, and sometimes by complete strangers. It's our mission to bring these cases to light with the hope of finding answers and sometimes offering closure. And maybe you can help us solve some of these mysteries too. This is Missing. This week's case takes us to Indianapolis and a day in November in 2021 where a woman who was 24 years old at the time vanished. She got into a gray pickup truck outside of a home that she frequented often. Her name is Nikaila Williams and two years later her family is desperate to find her and understand what happened. Here is a closer look at Nikaila's case. I missed her 25th birthday, 26th birthday. I missed two Christmas, I missed two holidays. We cooked, Nakala was always around. She's a family person. Lucille Samuels misses her granddaughter, Nakila deeply. It's heart-wrenching not knowing um, if she's dead or alive. She showed News Nation the so-called party house on Leland Avenue, where Nakila was last seen November 9th, 2021. It's an eerie feeling because we kicked in a many abandoned houses, doors, trying to find our body, but you know, it's just, it's an ill feeling because this supposed to been the last place where she was supposed to be at, right here. Less than 10 minutes away, her mother's home security camera catches Nikaila getting into a gray pickup, never to be seen again. Well, I don't have any answers and I'm not getting any help from the public. Uh, somebody knows more than what they're saying. Nikaila's family believes that somebody is a man named Bestin Hoyle. Her sister says when they couldn't reach her, they went to the house. Hoyle was outside. When I pulled up, I was like, hey, have you seen Nikaila? He was like, Nikaila, no, we ain't seen Nikaila, like, no. And I told him to show me on your cameras where she walked out of your home. Like I could show you on the camera, this truck right here has picked her up. They started moving her stuff out. The guy Destin, he left out, went to um, back to Flint immediately. He took all his likes away from Nikaila's likes on her Facebook. Within a couple weeks of her disappearance, police put out a notice asking to speak with Hoyle. It's unclear if they ever got in touch with him. News Nation was also unable to reach him. We also reached out to the Indianapolis Metro Police Department about the case. Twice, they declined our request for an interview, but said the investigation is still open. Samuel says one phone call she had with a detective implied otherwise. So then he tells me, well, to be honest, Miss Samuels, I think Nikaila's just dead. I said, is that your honest opinion? He said, yes. IMPD says the detective did not recall that conversation. Still, Samuels continues to ask police for updates. She believes Hoyle is involved in trafficking her granddaughter for sex or drugs. And because Nikaila had a history of drug use, she worries that's why her case isn't getting attention. Samuel says Nikaila's outgoing and goofy personality changed after losing multiple friends and family to gun violence and suicide. 
Her father, Ann Samuel's son, was shot and killed in 2017. I never thought I would be the one to lose a child, not by gun violence. Nakala couldn't deal with it. She turned to other things. But Nakala is still a human being. She's somebody's sister. She's somebody's child. Nakila's mother, Nakia Pope, echoed those same feelings. Oh, she was on drugs, she's this, she's that. Okay, she's still mine. And she still has a family that loves her. In a call with Nakila's mom, younger sister, and cousin, they all agree Hoyle knows more than he's sharing. It's a presumpt- it's presumed that, that these gentlemen are known sex traffickers and um, drug sell- you know, sellers of drugs, illegal drugs, and that they prey on young girls. Backing up their theory, Samuels got a tip from a woman who claims she saw Nakila at an Indianapolis La Quinta Inn, now the Norwood Inn and Suites. The witness described seeing Nakila in a hotel room with a white man, commenting that she needed her hair done. Another clue, Nakila loved to do her hair. It was her job before she disappeared. Unfortunately, Samuel said that tip didn't lead police to Nakila. Now she has a private investigator helping her in the case. I think it's solvable. Gerard Easley says trafficking victims can be hard to find because pimps keep them moving from place to place. The trafficker tries to social engineer them and give them something that was missing in their life or something that they feel is exciting. They recruit them to take them shopping, to buy trendy clothes or shoes that they are interested in. They're brainwashed. Easley says he's keeping a close eye on places where trafficking victims hide in plain sight, like hotels and fast food restaurants. The last place Samuels heard from her granddaughter on the phone was one of those places just a couple days before she vanished. I said, what you doing? She was at McDonald's driving. And I said, who are you with? She said, Granny, I'm going to call you right back. I'm going to call you right back. That was the last time I heard from the Kyla. But that callback never came, leaving the family in the dark and now searching for answers and justice for Nakila. I could do this to somebody's family. Everybody's torn apart behind this. They need to know of the, the hopelessness and the anxiety and the fear that the families have. God's going to make you crawl on your belly. Before you leave this earth, you're going to pay for every young lady or boy that you have captured trying to traffic them for drugs or sex or what have you. And may God rest on your soul. It's always so brave of these family members to speak out um, in hopes of coming to some conclusion in these cases. We did ask Indianapolis police if Beston Hoyle is being actively investigated. If he is a suspect or a person of interest in the case, they were not able to answer our questions in time for our story. I want to welcome in a member of the Black and Missing Foundation, the co-founder of this group that focuses on cases like Nikaila's who aren't getting the attention so many other missing cases receive. Uh, Derricka Wilson is our guest. Uh, Welcome back uh, and thank you for, for spending some time with us. I want to take folks back to that that day in November of 2021 when Nikaila was last seen. I know you all have done your own investigation of sorts. There's a recent podcast on the case looking at the evidence. You're in contact with the family. What happened on that day? What do we know about her last known movements? 
What we know about her last known movement is that from video surveillance from her mom's residence, she was last seen getting into this gray pickup truck. And she hasn't been seen since. And what's so sad about this case is that we completely agree with her family that she was vulnerable. She was preyed upon. And I, I listened to the interview. You all do it so wonderful, like highlighting these missing cases. I listened to her grandmother saying that they're kicking the doors down, trying to find a body. And we want them to remain hopeful. Um, we want the community members to be very vigilant because she very well could be alive. And we're hopeful that she is alive. So being able to highlight these stories and take people back to when she was last seen, even the McDonald's. If someone happened to see her in the drive-thru, did someone see something that just seemed out of the ordinary? We're encouraging everyone with any information, no matter how big or small they think it may be, to come forward. And I know that even in the minority community, there's a lack of trust with law enforcement. If they don't feel comfortable going to law enforcement, they can certainly go to the Black and Missing Foundation and submit the tips anonymously. We don't care who they are. We just want the information that can end this nightmare for these families. And it is a nightmare. I mean, every single day for nearly the last two years for Nikaila's family. That call she made from the McDonald's, what more did she say in that conversation about who she was with, what her plans were? Were there any red flags or clues in that talk? There was, according to her grandmother, there were no red flags or clues. You know, she was happy-go-lucky, bubbly, you know, getting her chocolate chip cookies. Her grandmother did express to us that she absolutely loved McDonald's chocolate chip cookies. So she knew that when she was in that drive-thru, that's what she was getting. Um, and then she said, I'll call you right back. And that doesn't seem out of the norm. I mean, she's a young woman. And we hear that from, you know, our family members, our kids all the time. But, you know, sadly, she didn't know that that was going to be the last time she heard from her granddaughter. And, you know, when she reached out to our organization, she, she actually shared that she felt law enforcement wasn't doing anything. They were not doing enough. So she wanted to utilize our resources, our platform, in addition to the private investigator that they're working with. And I'm hopeful that, you know, with this collaborative effort, even our podcast, Untold Stories, you know, The Last Ride, Tracing Her Moments, we are hoping that your viewers, your listeners will listen to it. Maybe something that's said in a podcast will take them back to the day that she was last seen and certainly coming forward with information that we can take to law enforcement and to the private investigator to find her and bring her home or at least provide some sort of answers for the family. Yeah. And oftentimes law enforcement uh, are looking into cases, but they say it's a lack of resources or manpower and staffing. Um, do you find that more common in the cases that come to you? Oh, absolutely. It really is common. And what we're seeing across the country now that there is a staffing shortage, but it's also surprising to, you know, you are reaching out to law enforcement. This case has been going on for two years. And although they're saying that the case is still active, this is a perfect opportunity for the police department to utilize the partnership with the media to say, although it's still active, we need people out there in the community, see something, say something. But they, they chose not to say anything. And I think that was a missed opportunity. Um, 
we know that someone knows something, we need them to come forward. And again, by law enforcement nods, you know, utilizing that effort with the media partners when you all reached out, I think it really did a disservice to the family and to the community because people want to help, but if they're not putting the information out or even asking for it, it really ties the individual's hands. I've got a question here, uh, Derica, from uh, someone who's watching us online. Mateo from Indiana is asking if the FBI or the U.S. Marshals have been notified. Do you have any knowledge of outside organizations being called into this case to assist and help? At this time, uh, we are not aware that uh, any federal agencies have been um, contacted, and that is something that the jurisdiction would have to do. And sadly, with law enforcement agencies, they become very territorial. They don't want to include other agencies in the involvement, but I think at this juncture, and even based on Nikaila's age, you know, bringing in the FBI would be idea uh, because if she is, you know, in another state, cross lines. I mean, there was something that was mentioned that she could possibly be in Flint, Michigan, that crosses state lines, and that's you know a jurisdiction that the FBI can certainly assist with, as well as a reward fund. I do know with the U.S. Marshals, they do have a missing child division, and uh, I know that she falls outside of that age range, but we work hand-in-hand with the U.S. Marshals with some of our cases, and we use them to reach out to police departments to try to apply that pressure, letting them know that you know, they are a resource as well that they can lean on. So even for this police department reaching out to the federal agencies, if they are complaining about lack of resources, reach out to the FBI, enlist their support to try to help and bring Nakaya Williams home. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nyx.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. 
it seems like in every situation you'd want as much help as possible, especially if you're short-staffed or you've got other cases that you're working. Uh, my producer is telling me that the U.S. Marshals have been called into this case, which is great news um, to be able to update people about. But a lot of times families feel like they're up against a wall and they can't get information, so they hire private investigators. A private investigator has been looking into Nikaila's case. You mentioned that... Um, that lead in Michigan. What more has the PI been able to uncover in this case? Um, I'm not necessarily sure of all the information that the PI has been able to uncover in this case, but I do know that, you know, there, there was a you know reason to believe that she may have went to Michigan um, with someone, Flint, Michigan, and the person that she may have went with started unliking all of her posts. But that is much information that we know at this time. Okay. And then some will question if Nikaila, 24 years old, left on her own. How do you address that component of many of these cases that we covered? Nikaila's included that it's an adult and there is a chance that she willingly went somewhere and, and doesn't want to be found. Um, how, do you, how do you respond to that? My response to that is we understand that Nikaila is an adult. We also can't uh, neglect the fact that human trafficking is real. You know, people can go on their own, you know, as individuals, but it is out of character. It's out of the ordinary for Nikaila, as well as so many other missing, not to be in contact with their family. And so the moment that, you know, a family realized that something is out of character, you know, they are not hearing from her. She didn't show up for her birthday. She didn't show up for family gatherings. The intent of her going somewhere, yes, as an adult, she certainly can do that. But at this juncture, two years in, it seems as if something else may have occurred. And this was not something that we consider voluntary. Right. And I, I tend to agree with you, Derica. I go with family instinct, right? A lot of these cases, we talk to a mom or a sister or an aunt, or in this case, a grandmother, and they say, I know my person. And they would not leave willingly. Um, something bad has happened. And I think that gut instinct that we have is sometimes all we have to go on. Um, I've got another question here. This is from Stephanie McCall, who is watching online. She says, how can regular people help, especially those who aren't near the original missing location? I think social media is a big part of it. How would you answer that? Absolutely. We encourage people to be our digital milk cartons. Remember back in the day, there used to be missing person flyers on milk cartons that was distributed. We understand and recognize that every case is not going to make the 5 and 10 o'clock news cycle. We understand that not every case is going to make mainstream media. So social media has been a blessing for us to get information out instantly and outside of the box, you know, just because a person is missing from this city and state doesn't mean that they're in this city and state. I think we have a greater reach by sharing the information online. And that's what we encourage our, you know, our listeners, our everyone out there watching to do. And then something else that you can do as well in your respective jurisdiction, you know, follow up with law enforcement, find out what is their reporting structure, find out if they utilize the classification runaway. Find out how long does it take for a missing person's detective to be assigned to a case. Um, all that stuff is critical information for families. We don't ever want anyone to experience this, but I think knowledge is power. If we're able to understand, you know, the inner workings up front, we're able to address them. 
right? Uh, it's this it's this army of people online, sometimes hiding in the shadows, but can really have a major impact on a case. They could see something. All it takes is saying something, sharing that information with your network. Um, you know, I, I often wonder how families navigate these difficult waters in trying to find information about a missing loved one. What is your advice to families, particularly particularly those of color who feel like their case is being ignored, what steps should they take in, one, trying to communicate with the media, but also with police to get information? What do you tell them to do? The first thing is always remain hopeful. And here at the Black and Missing Foundation, we're here to walk them through every step, working with law enforcement, um, co-founder Natalie, who has the expertise in our uh, in, in media and public relations to work with media partners, and then our communications team who's sharing our information on social media to get this information out, as well as reaching out to the partners um, locally and nationally. You know, it's, it's really important for them not to give up hope because we have seen miracles happen, and we know that there is an uphill battle when they are reporting to law enforcement, the gatekeepers, because oftentimes their disappearance is associated with some sort of criminal activity or they're labeling them as runaway. So it is an uphill battle at the jump, at the, you know, the jump of the case. But um, I think that we can start peeling back those layers and working with them. We want law enforcement to see us as allies, um, as a resource. So we understand your short staff. So let us come in and help you. Let us help you close this case and end this nightmare for the families um, with our media partners. Help us, you know, uh, even the playing field for our missing individuals, because everyone, everyone matters. It doesn't matter what your race, your gender, your zip code, they all matter. And as the family so elegantly say, uh, stated in this interview, she has family that loves her. You know, and she may have had situations that made her vulnerable, but at the end of the day, Nakila Williams is a valuable member of the community and her family deserves the resources by law enforcement, by the media and by the community to help find her. Yeah, she is a person and she is someone's most important person and she is loved and she is wanted home safely. Uh, I have just one final question for you and that's around the trafficking issue. It is so prevalent, it is so scary. Uh, these people preying on vulnerable young women and men. Uh, we don't know if that was the situation with Nikaila's case, her family certainly thinks so. But what is your message, um, your overarching uh, warning about trafficking and who they're targeting and how this is able to continue to happen? Trafficking is hidden in plain sight. Um, it is a multi-billion dollar industry. And what we do know from a recent study that was conducted by the Urban Institute is that traffickers actually admitted to targeting Black women and girls for two reasons. Reason number one, they said that they know that law enforcement would not look for us if we were reported missing. And then number two, that they would get less jail time if they than if they targeted um, a white woman or child. So we just need our community to be vigilant. We need the laws to be strengthened on how to prosecute these cases. And we need to give victims that safe haven. A lot of victims don't want to um, come forward. They may have been coerced. They may have been threatened. Um, they're in fear. So we really need to strengthen the laws on these traffickers and the prosecution so they will feel comfortable 
reporting and, and being brought to safety. It is so important that we get that message and that warning out there. Uh, as always, Derricka Wilson, thank you. The Black and Missing Foundation has posted a podcast about Nikaila's case. If you'd like to listen to that, you can find it on Apple Podcasts. Um, it is wonderful uh, to partner with you and get the word out about Nikaila's case and so many others. You guys are doing incredible work. Uh, you should be proud of it, uh, highlighting so many of these cases. Derricka, thank you. Every missing person matters, no matter their background or past, race or circumstances. It's our mission to bring these cases to light. If you have a case you think we should be looking into, submit it to newsnationnow.com missing. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Marnie Hughes. This is Missing. <laughs>